And benvenuti, fellas and bellas all over the world. Welcome to another episode of the Napoli Rant. I am Raf Bin, Raf Biz, joined by my co-host David Caravasuvias, Rafa Risto. Yeah, man. Yeah, what's up? What's up, Raf Bin? Meaning you, you're Raf, Raf Bin waiting on Rafa, right? Raf <laughs> Bin waiting. <laughs> That's a good. You one, know, Raf. life happens. You know, we have to be fashionably late. We make up for it on our Napoli down goodbye. You know that. Yeah, yeah. We give you that extra time at the end. You know, we we. It's like one of those loans. You know, all the interest comes at the end of the. <laughs> But hello yeah. to everybody in the That's chat right. and all our audio listeners on the Far From Suez podcast. Uh, let's get this rant on the road. Uh, we will match review the Napoli-Bologna um, game this week. Another W for the Partenopeo. We got uh, Manacho Maret. Uh, all the fans super nervous out there about Maret after uh, a couple mistakes in that game. Uh, and uh, the main topic, threes company man with with you know victor coming in almost as a super sub with bologna what is spalletti to do with these three guys we're going to talk about that and more of course the beast of the match um but this is post roma rant it's actually going to start next monday <laughs> that's our, our, our good friend Gaetano Salazzo, Professore, the president of Tri-State Napoli Club. Um, really Napoli. fast before before we start, I just want to say thank yeah. you to everybody who came out to Luna last night. I was able to drop everything I was doing and get there. It wasn't uh, it didn't look like it was going to be in the cards for me. Everybody knows it's a long ride for me, but it happened. I made it happen. Um, happy to be there for, for not only our first win, our first goals at Luna, um, you know, and, and, and it was great. So everybody that was there, thank you so much. Gaetano, Peter, obviously, thank you guys, Dan, uh, Chop, thank you all for doing your thing. And we're proud ambassadors of the Tri-State Napoli Club, Ralph Pizzato and myself. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you guys want more information, try underscore Nap uh, Napoli Club on Twitter at try underscore Napoli club, reach out to the guys and uh, see how you can meet up with us for meets. And we have some exciting, exciting things in the future. So Ooh, yeah. be on the lookout for show. We got surprised with a city. I representative over there yesterday. Guys, yeah. I rep so. in the house getting violent. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Good we job were. to all the, to everybody out there working. Yes. There. Thank you very much. You guys, you guys doing a great job with the club. Very good. But speaking of excitements, uh, Napoli defeat Bologna 3-2 at home at the Stadio Diego Maradona after, I think, going down. Did we go down first? Was that right? But we definitely, we definitely we lost. We did. We did. We went down in the, I think it was the 28th minute or so. Uh, it was the fourth time we actually were scored on first this season. Uh, and for I know for a fact that it was uh, the first game, Verona, the game that we were watching with uh, right. at Niz's at Niz's house, uh, and then it was um, um, the obviously yesterday the Bologna game and the Lazio match. Uh, we were down one nil for those three. One more, I want to say, was it Milan? Did we go down first to Milan, or did uh, or did we did we score? I think first we did go down first. I think we did go down first. Either way, it was the fourth time that we were down a goal to start the match, and uh, hey, all four times we come away with the three. So 
uh, 12 points out of 12 after going down first. So that's uh, a big, big uh, statement, um, you know, compared to last season, man. I mean, like we'll get into it, Ralph. Yesterday's game was uh, definitely one of those where last season we're not coming away with all three. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I guess not. I mean, uh, especially the former coach being, I mean, the coach being the current Bologna coach being the former Spezia coach, right? Right. Uh, and then right. He got that. the results against us last year at, at the San Paolo yeah, or at the Maradona. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Absolutely. I'm Listen, I still wasn't like that worried. I mean, Bologna has been in terrible form. I think they're bottom of the table, right? And and considering all that Napoli's done, I just I know past you know feelings of, of the team, what what it does for us and all the post-traumatic stress, but I have to give credit. You, you know what it was, Rafa? Like at the beginning of the season, I was like, ah, I'm wiping the slate clean. No big expectations, no big worries. I just want to see what happens. Um, so I, I'm I'm in that mood. I'm I'm not gonna hold prior seasons against Napoli. This season, I think this is a reset. This is a new team. This is a new mentality. Yeah, more depth. This is it's it's almost completely different. It's like a, a whole new moment, a whole new atmosphere. And I want to give that the benefit of the doubt. And 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 so not to sound too cocky, but I wasn't too worried about Bologna. And and I and I I'm not like surprised if they're gonna put a goal on us or any team's gonna put mm -hmm. it on us. That's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but I am like kind of used to seeing the bench come in and, and finish the game and, and maybe get some goals back, or Spalletti does his plan B, and we saw it again. I mean, we saw it again. He he literally Put Ozinem, and we'll talk about the striker situation in the main rant today. But, uh, you know, putting in that B team, watching Lozano score, and then Ozinem. I mean, it's literally the second squad came in and won the game. And this is this has been kind of the story of the season, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, Rafa? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it has. And you know, yeah, Bologna is a very tough team. No matter who who's managing them, uh, they've been a tough team for a while. You know. Um, you got some exciting good players. Arnatovic was missing yesterday uh, on injury, uh, and uh, that was some sort of a like. I mean, I don't want to say it wasn't. It led to Bologna not being as much of a worry as you know they that we we thought that they would be. You know, Arnatovic is a um, a really good goal scorer, and he's he's dangerous if you give him some space and 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 uh, um. Uh, good balls, you know, but, um, him not being in the lineup, uh, actually sort of eased my expectations for this game. It was like, uh, ma made it a little bit easier for me to, to like, you know, expect a win going in, but then, you know, listen, we, we came out, we, we looked a little rattled, you know, we started with Ndombele instead of Angisa because he's got that injury for a couple days. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a different feel, you know, in that midfield. Um, but he's working his way up to 90 minutes now. And, um, you know, he, he he did a pretty good job covering. And, um, you know, overall, I, I really like the team's, you know, never say die. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The uh, the options we have on the bench are, are, are plenty. And, you know, we used it yesterday and got the win like that, you know. Um, mm -hmm. 
again, Bologna is a tough team. You know, they haven't been getting results, but they're still a tough team to, to play against. One of the tougher teams in the league. Um, so, yeah, coming away with the points was big. I mean, you know, like you said, not worried, but, you know, still, you never know where the, the bananas peel will come, where we slip. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to. Guys, this is the 10th win in a row in all competitions, right? This is um, why. The con- John Nucci says the continued story of moving as a group, then just hoping for individual brilliance. Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, there, there's going to be that banana slip peel where we slip and, you know, maybe lose one, maybe draw one. Don't get so bent out of shape. If it happens, it's going to happen. It happens to like very f- select few teams go unbeaten all season. So we're only 10 games in. It might happen. But you know, uh, uh, you know, yesterday could have been the day. You know, we we give up the goal uh, to the kid who's actually came in for Arnautovic. You know, uh, uh, can't even remember what his name was. He's a kid from the Bundesliga. He he's uh, he's on loan from I think Bayern Munich. I'm not sure 100. percent But um, you know, we get the the equalizer with Juan Jesus. Um, I think Biz is taking a. Uh, a break. <laughs> he's not. He's uh, he, he's with us. But yeah, uh, we we uh, we get the goal back from Juan Jesus. You know, it's funny because some say Juan Jesus led to the goal scored against us. Um, I think it was a collection of Juan Jesus and Kim both kind of leaving them alone. You know, thinking overestimate. You know, underestimating that this new kid who you know isn't proven. It was his first start. His first goal. Um, but he's, uh, you know, he's a pretty decent talent. But then Juan Jesus gets it back on a set piece. We're set piece masters all of a sudden, you know, we're scoring. I think we lead the league in set piece goals. I'm not, don't quote me, you know, but I, I'm pretty sure, you know, I, 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 uh, I saw that somewhere. Uh, and then, um, you know, first half is over one, one, that was pretty much the end of the, of the, of the first half. Second half, we change out Raspadori for, uh, Osimen and we take Politano out for Lozano, and I called it. You guys at the at the club, I yelled it out. Meet the Lozano, right? Didn't I? And uh, what happened? He comes in, and boom! Three minutes later, you know, again making an instant impact. I mean, Lozano—that's his third goal in three games now. Uh, you know, he scored against Cremonese, he scored the opener against Ajax at Maradona, and then he just scored—you know—the the go-ahead two to one. Gave up the goal for 2-2. Big time Meret blunder. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but we were able to, through Kvitsa Kvaratskhelia's brilliance, find uh, and, and uh, find Osimen for the match winner. And, uh, you know, and that was it. You know, we had to hold them, and we did. We were successful. And, you know, three points. It was hard. It was We suffered a little bit, but we got the three. You know, uh, keep pace for first ha- first place, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a battle between us and and Atalanta now. Lazio tied with Udinese. That was massive. Uh, and Milan were about ten minutes away from a draw themselves. They struggled to beat Verona, but they did. But you know, listen, it's looking good for us. You know, let's let's uh, let's let's continue. Let's, let's full play. full disclosure. I went to fill up my espresso cup uh, in the middle of. Sorry, <laughs> we all heard you yell. We're not. I'm not. Yeah. Well, the coffee. Well, the coffee machine is right around my uh, little studio <laughs> here. But you know, we lost biz. We he, lost. He's biz. taking a break. No, I'm not. <laughs> I was taking I'm my fine. union break. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. 
Anyway, guys. Uh, Luigi, I love pessimism here. I am pessimistic. They're going to use old methods to stop us. I hope to be wrong. Is this who? The refs? Because I heard somebody uh, talking about the refs. I'm pessimistic. They. I'm sorry. I, I, I had a brain fart for just a moment. What was that? You? I'm pessimistic. They're going to use old methods to stop us. Oh yeah, I think he's um like the refs and shit talking about Orzato and company. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what he just said. Orzato and company. We'll see, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead. I mean, for Rome, like every Rome is right now for me because Mourinho kind of got Spalletti's number. Uh, if I if there's any time that maybe we'll get a draw or drop some points, I think it'll be now. But who knows? You know, again, I want to be more confident in the team, especially after we, you know, what we saw. We went down. Listen, Bologna game. First of all, Raspadotti has been amazing for us. He's been playing a lot of minutes. He 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 gives me those Merten vibes. All right, maybe not the the you know Napoli Don. Uh, excuse me, uh, not bleed on uh, love of Mertens, but certainly as a, as a ball player, he, he he gives me those vibes, and and it's great to see him on the field. Uh, I love that he goes up to everybody who takes a shot, says good shot, or if they not just when they score, but even when they don't score or they have a good opportunity, you see the guys kind of go on up each other and, and and dapping each other up and giving each other props. I love to see that. Um, I like how Spalletti, even in, in his post-game interviews, are, are saying how, how everybody's important to the team. It doesn't matter who starts or who doesn't. You know, he has he has a great group of guys that, depending on what he's going to need for a certain game, you know, he can make a choice. You know, do we need more speed? Do we need more strength? He has that ability now, and I think this is this is the the biggest difference that we're seeing with Napoli. It's 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 who we have and what we can do. We're no more we're no longer relying on you know one or two or three piece people in the in the middle of the field or or like in each part of the field to 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 produce a win. We have a whole team now that can produce something. We now with Juan Jesus have fifteen goal scores in all competition. I mean. Impressive. I, I don't remember when we saw a thing like this. You know, honestly, we used to maybe seven or eight, but 15. I mean, goals can come from anywhere. We got right backs assisting left backs. We got uh, center backs, uh, you know, just scoring in uh, little tappings. I mean, it's just great to see. I, I will admit I see a little fatigue in general or like overall amongst the team. I saw maybe more so against Cremonese than I did Bologna. I think it's good that we'll have this week off going into Roma. I, I want Huge. our guys to get – our guys need it, man. And I'm sorry, but if 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 we're going to play these lineups the way we're playing, then I would like a little bit of rest for those starters then because, you know, we already lost Rachmani right after we lost Anguissa. And, and – I don't want to lose anybody else, you know. I I think if we can go into the break more or less like the way we are now, I take that. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know what I mean? Nothing more, nothing less. Just give me that, and I'll be a happy camper. Speaking of, um, Ciao Christopher, you know, speaking. Yeah, it of, was it was actually Sal de Brita earlier. I don't know if you put it up. Who said that it's a shame Napoli won't be playing midweek? It sucks. I'll miss them. But you know what? 
I'm okay with it. Trust me. We can watch you. What's up, Gilly Bop? How you doing? Ciao. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, we uh, we need this break. We absolutely need this break. Um, no questions about it. I mean, we're gonna have, we have Coppa Italia this week. Let that get taken care of. Uh, we need the rest. And you know what? Bit rest, rest. It's very important, especially that we're going up against Roma. You know, listen. Say what you will about with their position in the table, how they're getting their wins, you know, the droughts and the goals, how they're getting their goals, whatever. You know, say what you want. But Roma is always going to be a tough team. We're going to the Olimpico. It's always a tough place. You know, we had a tough time against Lazio there. You know, um, I would be really happy with a draw. You know, I would be satisfied with a draw as long as like Atalanta lose this weekend. But I mean, you gotta go and you gotta go after the three points. So you know, think of think about it like this: there's a possibility Angisa make it back to the, for that game, maybe, maybe not. Um, but it gives the the squad a more, much more of a rest. They get a day off. You know, I don't know if they had a day off today or not. Someone could probably confirm with me. They, they kept up on the Twitter, you know, account or whatever, you know, the Napoli Twitter account. But uh, I'm I'm pretty sure with this big break they were able to take a, a day off. You know, maybe give them two. Screw it, get them back out there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, Saturday it's the game Sunday, right? This is Sunday two forty five. Sunday two forty five, Ralph. Give them another day off. Give them another day off. I would give them, them a day off. Right, they got a day off today. Day off tomorrow. Get back out there Wednesday. You know, you had three days to tra- five days to train before the game. You know, why not? I think after that, you got Rangers. Go ahead. Somebody said it. It was. It was. Somebody said it. It's just having that. Having no game in the middle of the week leading up to Rome is perfect. Uh, Perfect. Somebody said. You know, I put. I I put it up. You know who you are. Hmm. You can't ask for a better situation. You know, that's tough. It's tough team. It's a tough team. It is tough, and and I and I think. uh, Listen, Lebowski has got somebody else. I'm sorry. Somebody else put up here too. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna eat that defense alive. I really, Kavadachkeli is gonna kill that defense, man. I think was that Gaetano. Yeah, Might have been Gaetano. You know what sucks is that I have two at two out of three of my defenders on my fantasy or <laughs> Roma guys because <laughs> Ramani got hurt. They got Ibanez and Mancini. Kavadachkeli is gonna kill those guys. Kavadachkeli yesterday. We got to get to this because I I, I don't. Remember, uh, maybe we'll maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But, um, um, I mean, he's just the whole team yesterday really was great, but he's just something else, right? Sorry, there there was there was a bot in our chat, (laughs) Rafa. This is one of those sex bots. Was it a porn bot? I knew it. it. Uh, that's that's great. We must be doing well for getting porn bots in the chat. Fran, what did you do? <laughs> Fran. Fran had his other profile on. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Francesco, boy. what did we tell you about that? Hey, yo. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, mean to, no. That's, yeah, that's, it's, it's that's so fun. That was the first time it happened. So, I mean, I'm, I take that as a positive sign, by the way. So. So bring on the Russian sex spots. Go ahead. That means we're doing good. But uh, Rafa, continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, man. Uh, it's funny. Sal says, to be fair, 
<laughs> to be fair, Kavada highlights can definitely be labeled as NSFVW. Oh yeah, not safe for work. No, uh, um, who's who's Fran? You're doing laundry. He goes, I'm doing laundry. I swear I'm innocent. I I was doing laundry too. I just finished my laundry before I came on. That's that that's what made me run a little bit late. Sorry, Ralph. You no, no. Care that. The six is in the house. What's up, guys? Hey, um, uh, uh what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, I am actually. I've been invited on. Um, you remember Wayne from Roma, right? Wayne in Rome. Um, he and I are going to sit down and have a, a Napoli deep dive on his uh, platform. So check really. That out. Oh, yeah. awesome, man. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday around eight or nine, we're going to record. I think he's going to put it up right away. But mm -hmm. yeah, look for it. We're going to do a Napoli deep dive on Wayne's uh, YouTube. Don't what remember what it's called, but yeah, check that out. Coming That's awesome. Paying back the favor. Wayne in Rome was uh, was a guest here on the Napoli Rams. He was well. a believe, guest here. Yes, I believe it was, was. After, it was after uh, a Roma game as well, too, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, you should be able to find yeah. it. But overall, guys, good game. Three, listen, they're not all going to be pretty, these games, right? I, I think we got slightly spoiled at these uh, big high-scoring games and, and what have you. But, you know, the, the fatigue will set in. And, and, and again, like, I don't want to get too much into that yet because it is one of our segments. So I want to talk about it in depth there. But I do want to cover a few other people. We saw we saw Endembele starting the game today for uh, Anguissa since he's injured. He's no Anguissa. I was, you know, for sure. But I thought he did a pre pretty pretty decent job. He's still a rough, tough guy. He can carry the ball. He could shake off defenders. I does he have the same ethic as Zambo Anguissa? I don't think so. Um, but at the same time, you know, Anguissa's already had a year kind of under his belt with Napoli. He's a little bit more confident, he's a little bit more comfortable. You know, he's evolved as a player so much. I mean, you can even see Lobotka as well. Like, even though he was great last season, it's almost as if he's even better this season. The same goes for Frank. Zombo kind of slowly kind of climbing his way up to the form that we need him at. Spalletti giving him the trust, giving him the time, allowing him to go out there, building his kind of form to get to those 90 minutes. And for the most part, he's doing a pretty good job. You know what I mean? He, 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 he is trying. Um, I'd like to see him try a little harder at times on, on backtracking and stuff, because that's a big thing that we miss with Zombo was for his, for his coverage uh, when Di Lorenzo is, is way up front. But the good news is I feel like Di Lorenzo has been playing a little bit better over the past couple games. Like I think, I, I don't know if it was ever since that, the header that he had that goal or, or, or what have you, he, He's improving. I should. Say, I don't want to say he's improving. I don't think that's the wrong word. I'm just like he's getting back to what he was a little bit, yeah. you know, because yeah, a little mm -hmm. under underwhelming in the first opening games, Rafa. I don't know. Have right. you seen any no, bit of a sure. difference there? Yes, I have. I have. He. It looks like he's getting up there a lot more. He's getting getting more forward. Um, crisper passes, a little better vision, taking some shots too. Um, you know, he had a nice shot. See, uh, saved, stung. Uh, uh, keeper's palms. I forgot who the keeper is for them. You know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, that guy. That guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. And then touching back on Ndombele really quick, I said it yesterday at the meet, you know, I was talking to uh, Gianluca. Um, I said, something is missing in this midfield. Not that, not that Ndombele played bad. I thought he played really, really well, really well. 
And I feel like every game he's getting better and better. And he's getting more minutes under his belt. He's staying out there a little longer. But by the end of his tenure, he got subbed out for Elmas. Um, he looked a little gassed, you know? Um, and yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, he, you know, obviously the midfield's better with Angisa in it. Um, but Ndombele does offer some uh, extra, something a little extra, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, um, he, I think he's got a good work rate. I think people label him as lazy and it's, it's, it, it, it late. Listen, laziness can come in form of anything, right? Look at, look at, uh, um, Lozano before, you know, uh, before Gattuso got a hold of him. You know what I mean? Just did, I mean, or his first year Gattuso, you know, look at, um, look at, um, Lobotka with Gattuso, you know, and sometimes when you're not happy and there's stuff going on in your life situations, obviously in Dombele, it was like, listen, player of the year, Champions League, uh, 2018, 19 with, uh, Leon. Right, you know, he was in Champions League eleven, is what I meant to say. He was in all Champions League eleven in 2017-18. Guy, guy got sold to Tottenham for seventy million some odd dollars, right? And he was kind of frozen out of the squad. So maybe you know, it could have been something they saw in training, or it could have been just something else. You know, maybe he just needed something else. You know, you're gonna go from Lyon, France, to Tottenham. You know, wherever the fuck they play in Tottenham, where do they play? London? You know, I don't know where they play. Uh, but but you know, sometimes you just need the right situation, and I think Ndombele is there. You know, I think he's oh. playing a lot better. Like I said, more and more. Don't forget, he was brought in here late, so you had to integrate late. So. Sure. He's catching up to the rest of the squad, and I think he played pretty well. You know, I, I want to tip my cap to him. Another player who played really well yesterday, Zielinski. Zielinski, of course, plays Great well. Game. All the t- Great I game. mean, like he, he was my uh, nomination, I believe. Uh, for he was, yeah, he was, and and I, I, he hasn't had a beast yet, but I, no. I, it could have. He could have had the shot, the shout. I think. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, for, for one of the best midfielders in Serie A to say that yesterday's game was pretty standout says, says a lot about, you know, about Zielinski, just that he has a lot of really like, like leadership, like he won ball, he won duels, he won balls back. He took shots. He, he, he found passes Like he was doing, he did really well yesterday, especially. You know, I think that's what I'm trying to say is that he's he's already one of the best midfielders in City A, but yesterday he had this extra something, you know. Um, I think, you know, maybe the whole team recognized we gotta step it up a little bit without Angisa here because you know, we have we're missing that like extra oomph in the in the squad. Agreed. Agreed. But at least we can kind of get <laughs> like almost like a poor man's version of him. So I, I'll take it. We have Lobotka there. He's been a great quarterback for the team. I mean, oh, his yeah. holding of the ball, his distribution. I mean, even it, and you could tell he was maybe he had to do a little bit extra work on defense for this game. Um, that and that's where I, I think we miss Zombo a little bit. But all in all, it worked out. Zelensky was there. He's been reliable all season so far. So is Lobotka. So you know, having a third of that mid uh, midfield gone isn't. The, isn't detrimental you know what i mean it's still functional and and you know what i'm most excited about 
is is our attack now with Victor in. So it, it feels like these goals can come from any one of these guys up front, whether it be Lozano, Palatano. The Palatano had a sitter yesterday that I mean, I'm just like like I like Palatano. I think he's a hard worker and all, but man, Rasper you got to you you hit the net, bro. Yeah, but Raspadori, yeah. I'll give him a pass because for the most part, he'll hit the net. So he has one. Uh, you know, we had a few hashtag Lanyanopolis yesterday, Ralph, I believe, like two or three. We maybe. did. We did. Mario almost Zulinski. got his first goal. But Mur listen, you know what the common denominator is? And I don't know if you're ready to go here. What's but there that? was a common denominator to all of that, right? Wasn't there? I think so. To all, to, to, so you have Mario Ruiz ball that hit the post. You have Zielinski's ball that hit the post. You have Raspadori's ball early in the match that he missed centimeters wide. You had Politano's sitter, right? What was the common denominator? Well, I think that common denominator was the beast of the match, guys. And I want you to tell us who your beast of the match was uh, because we're going to show you ours right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here he is, guys. The common denominator, the beast of the match. Uh, two in a row now? Uh, no. Two in yes. a row. He got two the in a row. League. He got the Champions League beast against Ajax at home. He also received the player of the match there. He received Foot Mob's man of the match uh, for yesterday, but we had to give it to him. Quadradona, Emilie Pelé. <laughs> Yo, listen. Who said that? Listen, was that no? That's a that's an old song, man. When Maradona was out, Maradona. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, oh man. Um, listen, this guy. Okay, I don't. I don't remember since Diego Maradona seeing a player that knows what to do with the ball. More than Kvitsa Kvaratskhelia. At first, when he came to Napoli, and he was playing in those, you know, the friendlies, the preseason friendlies, and the exhibitions, the first couple of games, I I really feel like even though he was named Player of the Month in August, and he was he, he made instant impact, I found that he had a lot of issues getting rid of the ball. Right. Yes. Yes. And I'm glad Spalletti, you brought that up. Spalletti brought that up. In public, and ever since then, this guy has been finding passes like you, like he just added this. It seems like he added this element to his already stellar game, and he is now unbelievably, unequivocally like the second coming of Maradona. I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. The balls he serves to our players are Maradona-esque. They are. The, you, okay, let's look at it. Like we just mentioned, the mm -hmm. the ball to to um the ball to Raspadori early that missed centimeters wide. The ball to Politano. The ball to Zielinski that hit the post. The ball to freaking um uh, Mario Rui, right? The 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 pass, the assist to to. Ossiman for the match winner, right? The 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 shot he took that was parried off the keeper that that provided Lozano with the second goal goal. You know what I mean? 
the the move he made on the left when he took the shot in the first half. Like just I mean, I don't remember a better game from Kradochkelia this season yet. Like, and I think this was his best game. And I think because of the fact that he was everywhere and did all that stuff, for me that that warranted a beast of the match. Yeah. I had I had Lozano, I had Kim. Because I think Kim had a really good game too. Not a lot of people are gonna talk about the defense because we gave up the two goals. But I think Kim had a pretty good game, standout game. I think Juan Jesus did really well in place of Rahmani, got the goal. But I think Kwadachkelia was out and out the best player and the beast. I mean, just yeah. a magical performance from him yesterday. Magical. I'm I'm with you, Rafa, on on, on all of that. L- you know, Lozano got a good nod today too. I I, I think Lozano he's what three for three now, uh, coming off the bench. He's been instrumental. He he he's three for he's- three and three for three. And in all three of those games, at least or at least the two. I'm not sure, man. No, no, no. In all three of those games, he could have scored two goals. Lozano. Lozano, Lozano yeah. Had, he, Lozano had uh, an ability. Uh, Lozano could easily from have Simeone. six goals in three games. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing. And, and, and yeah, well, j- not, not to get off track, but uh, th- the fact is, is that Cavada, you know, somebody, oh, by the way, thank you. There was a, f- a few people who had commented on the last piece of the match. I think when we picked Zombo and they kind of make a, a case for Cavada. Uh, thank you for commenting. We appreciate it because we want to engage and we want to respond to these things. But here it is for you. Beast of the match, Cavada. Understand that, you know, especially for our new viewers, when we do Beast, Beast is somebody that may not get on the stat sheet per se. He may not have a goal. He may not have something. But um, Cavada, but once you do get a Beast award, it, that means we're, our eyes are on you all the time. You're practically always a beast, practically. But it really comes down to who did what that game to change something up, you know, or, or to have a huge impact. And Cavada consistently is an impact on the team. Um, but in this case, even more so because he could have had at least two, three assists easily, uh, maybe a goal or two, and his contribution on defense uh, has been huge. So I, I would definitely say between what he's been doing on defense lately, tracking back and helping out, even in the middle of the field or even to the right side of the field, you'll see him sometime. Between that and his vision lately with giving up that he's definitely quicker in the box. If he can't get around the player, if he doesn't do a little like drop that Patrick Kendrick says, like he'll give up the ball quicker and he'll he'll set up a chance. That is gonna is what's gonna take Kavada to the next level. His ability to get not only himself in a position, but also open up the chances for his teammates. That is gonna what that is what's gonna make this kid really, really great. And now that we're starting to see that, I believe a little bit more on what his ability is and what he could potentially be in the future for this for this team or for his just his career in general. So there you have it, guys. Match day 10. Uh, beast in a match, Kavada. My favorite, but then we'll move on. But my favorite Kavada pass yesterday, what didn't even lead to a goal, it was the pass to Zielinski where he hit the he hit the crossbar. What a what a touch! And you had he had two defenders coming at him like this, and as they were coming at him like this, 
he found that just it was like a paper thin, you know, hole that he found to get the ball right to freaking Zielinski's legs to to get him that shot. What a perfect pat! Like it just uh, another one was the the one where he he served up Raspadori and he missed the ball that he took. It, it, like he one timed a pass from Lobotka in a straight line. Like it was in, a, he kept it in a straight line. He just hit that touch to like, sort of like uh carom it, you know, like, like sort of like if you, you ever play Sonic and you go, you go, you, you get Sonic to that, like little, like, like, sh- like spot where there's the, you know, the, the, the rotating bars and you get Sonic through it and he pings out. Yeah. That like, ping, right. The ball went straight to Kvada. And he kept it going straight. Like he just kind of extended the pass from from um, Lobotka to Raspadori, and Raspadori came this close to getting the first goal. Just yes. he when he touches the ball, and then the movement after he touches, like I can't even <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around it. It's like beast of the match. Just, there we have it, beast, yeah. beast. But speaking of beast, we got the opposite, the least of the match, quite possibly. Oh. Uh, we're naming this one uh, Manacho Marete. Oh, Manacho Yeah, yeah. So I had to say it. No, look, listen, I'm sorry, Alex, if you're ever, if you're listening to this, but um, it was just, it was one of those games. It was one of those games that I think most of us were waiting for. Um, I don't know. I, we we're clearly talking about a shot that comes in and it was a bouncing ball kind of right in front. And I, and I think Barrett attempted to grab the ball or, or try to, you know, hold it. So there was no rebound, but because of that, he mishandled it. It went right on during them and they scored even uh, Patrick Kendrick was calling the game, but his assistant, the, the co, uh, the co-caller. Yeah, is it was that uh, yesterday? Might uh, might have been. I, I forgot. Big time accident might have been. But either way, he was oh, yeah. saying how like that was definitely a, a you know that it should have been a slap out of bounds to to get the corner kick, but he didn't play it that way. So I you know it's not. I don't think. I, I mean that was purely came down to to uh, save selection. Moret had the wrong selection and it, it it paid. He paid the price. There was a a flimsy little corner kick. <laughs> Spectator Empley from L. that was so deep. Patrick Kendrick been deep lately with the man. No, he just, pissed John Luca off. John Luca, John Luca was like, come on, Patrick, shut the hell up." I said, "Yo, man, leave Patrick Kendrick alone. That's the man. He's telling a story." You know yeah. what I mean? John Luca, I think you're watching John Luca. He's the best in the business. He has to bring up all the facts, brother. He has to. <laughs> he has and to. No, no, he, he, tells Listen, the it, he tells the truth. He tells the, the truth. The truth hurts sometimes, you know. It does. It does. But yeah, man, Medet, listen. Uh I don't know if you're finished on Medet with your take, but honestly, I I listen, it, for me you take one step, you know, to your left and you got that ball all day. You know, if you're one step more to I just don't think he was in the right position. And then also, like, yeah, it's exactly what Patrick's uh, co-commentator said yesterday. His hands weren't out enough. He, like, oh. it's like he second-guessed himself when he was going out there. You Looked know? like a and, T-Rex trying to. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, honestly, <laughs> listen, it was a howler. We went back level with the goal. It was only like two minutes after the goal that 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 got us ahead. It was really frustrating, right? But the difference, the difference between that and something like that last season is that we don't rebound from that last season or season prior. You know, we just don't. And the mentality of this team has shifted so much that we didn't let it we didn't let it get to us and the whole team just kept going. Aside from that shot, Bologna had zero in the second half. Zero. They had no real threat. They had a couple of chances, a couple of couple of occasions down on that side, but no real threat. So I don't like and listen, here's the deal. Okay. Dad and I were on our way back to uh, my my parents' house after the meet. We threw on Radio Kiss Kiss with Paolo Del Genio and um, I think it was Alessandra, right? And all they were doing were they were reading, uh, you know, reading, you know, texts in and um, um, taking phone calls. And a lot of it was met at hate, like. You know, this is why we needed, uh, you know, Kaylor Navas. This is, this is, uh, you know, Keppa. We should have had Keppa. You know, this wouldn't have happened with this guy. You know, we we knew he was a liability. You know, I don't feel comfortable. Blah blah blah. And listen, I was just starting to get to where I'm I'm comfortable with Medet being in that net, right? And and minding the net for us on a full time basis. And then something like that happens. But I gotta say. We need to back off and leave him alone. Like I was the number one, number one advocate to have Medet physically removed <laughs> from the Konami training center. I was the I was first in line to be like, get this guy out of my club. I said those exact words, get this guy out of my club. But you know what? We have to give him the benefit of the doubt. He has been stellar this season. Stellar. That is the first goal that we've given up that was li- like literally his fault. There might have been one other goal where, you know what, he could have had that one. He didn't, whatever. But that one was a howler, yes. But guess what? It was number one in 10 games, right? The minute I thought we were getting was going to give up a howler every three games. You know what I'm saying? And he's right. been superb. He's been superb. So we have to give him the men- the benefit of the doubt. I don't want us, you know, listen, when one player has a bad game, we're going to crucify everybody? No. You know, listen, it happened. We got it back. We won the game. Move on. Move on. Because he's he's been, especially in the Champions League, he's been absolutely phenomenal. So let's just kind of, Let's let him have that one. You know what I'm saying? Let's let him have that one. Everybody yeah. makes mistakes. Everybody makes a howler. The best players have done it. Ralph, I feel like, you know, if somebody was saying it, like but between like Chucky and Muret, I feel like Muret. Uh, I, I feel like people are kind of like on their couch watching these games, you know, with, with some type of comment, you know, already set, uh, you know, ready to be copy and pasted, ready to go against this guy. I'm like, ah, told you so. Told you so. Now, are we justified? Chucky, in, 
but hold on. Are we justified in feeling this way because of what happened in the past? And and uh, do they have something to prove? That's kind of like my question because I understand why people are on edge about them. And as soon as something happens, they're ready to jump. Is it fair or is it kind of slightly warranted and they still kind of need to prove themselves? I mean, I was going back and forth in the discard earlier with Daniel and Jen and, and the gang. Even Peter was there. And, and it, it kind of comes down to them saying that I don't want to not like the guy, but he still has to kind of prove it to me. I mean, how many more games, how many more, you know, how, what else does he have to do to kind of win the confidence of, of, of the fans again? And, and so when he does make those mistakes, people are like, all right, let's back off, forgive him. It was just a mistake. Do you think it's already time now? Or do you think like, is there something else? Maybe by, you know, this last stretch of games leading into the world cup, like what more does he need to do to get, a little bit of leeway, a little bit of space, because to me, this goes back to what I was saying. I don't hold on, this goes back to what I was saying about fatigue. There is mental fatigue. There's not just physical fatigue. I, I think Maret should have gotten a break. One of these past two games, either be Bologna at home. Sidigu could have played in front of the home crowd. Let him get some time. Let Maret cheer him on. Maybe it'll do him some good or, or even Cremonese. Thank you, Philip. In Minnesota, holla, or, or or you know, or could he have gotten a break uh, in, in Cremonese? You know, so Brett is obviously feeling this pressure, and I think he's handled it well up until this point. I just think he's a little tired out there, just like the rest of the guys. There's a little bit of fatigue setting in. All right, maybe this week will do him some good. They have a full week, and we all see what we, a rest of Napoli can do. <coughs> but. Just because he's a goalie doesn't mean he's not going to get tired. You know, there, there's the mental aspect of the game as well. Uh, and I, I want to see Sidigu come in, but I don't want to see him against Roma now. I don't. I don't want. I don't no. want Spalletti to react no. to this and be like, "Oh, you, no, you, you, you screwed up. We can't have this. We're not going into Roma with you. I'm going to call Sidigu because that that's just going to hurt his confidence either even more. Spal this is why you need to make a change now. Spalletti is pot committed this is the last thing we needed is Maret's confidence even slightly tattered or any doubt in his mind going up against Roma in Rome I'm not no. comfortable with that 100% not because of Maret but just because of the whole situation in general like I, I felt like you, something could no, have been done you, to prevent this you can't you can't react now you have to move forward Maret is our number one and we're playing Roma that's gotta be okay um we need a draw against Rangers, right? If maybe we're up like 2-3-0 to Rangers in the first half or in like the 60-70th minute, maybe it's a good idea to sub Sidigu in, you know? And even better, even better for the Champions League, the last match uh, in uh, in at Anfield, one point against Rangers wins the group. Which would render the game against against Liverpool match day six pretty much an exhibition, right? Put mm -hmm. Sidigu in, you know. Uh, should he? Should Sidigu have had a start? No, I disagree. Uh, here's why: because you are now you are building a confident medit, right? You're building a, 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 a starter, a concrete number one starter from a guy who 
was not the starter. Like he, every season he was intended. Okay. Every manager intended on having this guy be the starter of the team. And something happened to where it was either an injury or a blunder or whatever, whatever, most likely injuries where Ospina had to come in and take care of things and sweep it up. And then he became our number one, right? We don't have that anymore. Now Medet is the guy. You have to build him as that guy. You don't just take him out in the first 10 games, within the first 10 games, just for the sake of giving Sirigu minutes. Sirigu knows what he's doing there. He knew the role he accepted. Is an understudy to Medet. And a, a, uh, is that the right word? Understudy? Because uh, an understudy would be someone who's learning, right? No. So, so, so he's the guy. To sort of, he's the the keep Munder's wing, experience. right? Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. He's the experience for Medet to turn to, right? Mm -hmm. If he needed him, correct? Right. And I think it's the it would have been wrong to give Sidigu a, a start in between this because we're like I said, building this guy's confidence. Now we spoke about the blunder and his confidence there. And the fact that he may be fatigued, this and that. They all might be very fine and well. But guess who's not going to the World Cup in, in two weeks, three weeks, whatever, whenever it is, a month? Italy. Medet. Medet's not going to the World Cup. He's going to have a lot of breaks. You know, he's going to have a big break. Um, This save, the, the, the blunder from yesterday, the team picked him up and tapped him on the shoulder, man. It was like, hey, we got this. Don't worry about it. Let it go. Let it go. Whereas last year it was like arms in the air, head down, sluggish play. Look what we did. We we came right back to him, and we could have scored four more goals. You know what I mean? Imagine and that. so so Meta too. Meta Meta even was like okay, like after the after the blunder, you know it was it was hurting him. I saw him go like this. Let's go. Let's go. Forget that. Let's go. You know my fault. Let's go. That's what I love about this team is that yeah. they're not giving up for nothing, nothing. And yeah, they're going to get fatigued as the year goes on, man. Listen, if we keep going and going and going, it's going to be a little difficult. It will, it will. But, but I feel like building his confidence and using CD goo for the games that don't really matter that much or Coppa Italia is where we have to go. We have to play Meta every time, unless he gets an injury, unless he asks for a day off. Listen, hey, coach, give me a day off. I got you. City Goo goes in. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and yeah, Patrick Kendrick is gonna bring Empoli up because listen, we lost the Scudetto. There's a difference. This is Bologna in match ten. That was the Scudetto, man. We 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 official. Well, not it wasn't official, but we 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 effectively ended our Scudetto run by losing to Empoli, and that was all Medet's fault. And yeah, of course you're going to bring that up after the first blunder, but now we got to get over it. Bring it. That's it. It happened. Go. Go from here. There it is. Speaking of drama, Rafa, I'm going to do a... I'm going to throw in a quick... Uh, um... Do it. <clears throat> Uh, a quick comment here because a lot of people ask me about this because clearly they know that I I do have a son on 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 the team. Uh, ah. He's 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 Macedonian, and uh, you know you aside say. from the 
aside from the drama with uh, Moret and the fans, El Mas drama uh, with our boy Alif. Um, he recently put out a, a uh, I guess, an Instagram post saying, oh, here are my, my first love or my favorite love, The Bench. Just kind of funny to be honest. Uh, it's it's and, very and, funny. You yeah. know what would have been funnier is, What's that? is if he is hi dad, I love you. Elf, no, if he put an elf on the shelf on that bench, you know, because he's he's Elif. He's he's elf on the elf, shelf. Right? Oh man, if elf he put an elf on a shelf with a Napoli kit on that bench, oh, oh that would have been too funny. Someone's got to do that. Someone's got to TikTok that. Like. Throw throw it throw a Napoli jersey on an elf on a shelf. Put 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 him yeah, on put the bench. Yeah, number up there. See, I feel... Elma, Elmas chilling on the bench this, this with a little Macedonian saying. flag, <laughs> or or like put like Elmas heart bench. Oh, like, look at in this. marker this on is, the bench. This is la 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 la, la. Elmas world. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's he's acting like a baby, isn't he? He's acting isn't like he? a baby. Yeah. I'm just gonna bust but, his balls. I have nothing else to say. It's just you like saw that the message. Stupid. You saw the messages, right? From uh, who was it? It was someone on Twitter. It was Napoli out of context on Twitter. Did you see Some, that? Yo, I don't. I don't know. Was that even real? Like, I, I, I didn't even believe it that 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 was a real conversation. Elmas got triggered by that one, man. Apparently, Holy Elmas Gianluca tells me, or who was that? I think it was Gianluca. He, LD, he, people have been responding. Like he's been responding to people. He has. Maybe we should like, hit him like, up. Yeah, maybe we should, but, they, like, but not in a not in a positive way. Don't, don't like, worry like about it, it, it Papa. It, Papa's here. Don't worry. Play your best, Daddy Biz. Daddy Biz is here. Daddy Bizarrov. Uh, well, listen, he got some minutes yesterday, right? Was that a cry for help or something? Like, was that? His way of saying, yo, Spalletti, Listen, I'm here. Spalletti's doing a great job, but I don't think, you know, he's not going to get it all down packed. And and I, Leonardo said, I'll just put it back up. Uh, Leonardo says here, uh, Elmas has to understand the quality that's in front of him. Yeah, it's true. It's true, man. Now, I, I, I'll talk, I guess I'll just talk about this real quick since I've been one of his biggest defenders. Like last season, he was a great utility player for us. I mean, considering the amount of energies, uh, the amount of injuries that Napoli faced last year, Elmas, without complaint, with a smile on his face, covered any position he was asked to cover, and and I thought he 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 was great for that. But I think it may be when when you look at it, it made his uh made maybe it made his play cover. Wait <laughs> a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! A minute. I gotta okay. stop you because Pasquale Napoletano just uncovered ADL's brand new Christmas title. Natale a panchino, starring Elif Elmas. You're oh gonna see Santa God. Claus next to him, like, you know, like. This is ADL's <laughs> new movie. It's coming out. It's confirmed. It's coming out, Get your tickets early. All right, you get and oh uh, use that's, that's hashtag Napoli ran for a ten percent discount on uh, and a free bag of popcorn at the movie theater. But I listen, what I was trying to get what what I was trying to get at was that you know, considering that he didn't really get to 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 kind of solidify himself in a position last season, that maybe it's maybe maybe he's suffering from it this season. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. some people don't like him on the wing, some people wanted him on the wing, some people want him in mid, some people I don't know, he's not that good in mid. 
Either way, uh, I think he's having a hard time kind of finding himself. He needs to find himself. He needs to say, okay, this is what I can do. You know, maybe a goal, maybe an assist, something to boost his confidence back up and 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 get the faith. Listen, Spalletti has been using him. I mean, we still got Gaetano. He's only had a few minutes on the bench, but Elmas got more time than him. You know, you, you still got uh, De- – well, all right, Deme just got back from injury. He got a few minutes. So I, I, maybe Elmas expected a bigger role, but nobody could have predicted Cavada coming onto this team and doing what he's doing. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. So Elmas, Elmas, figlio mio. Pump the brakes. Con calma. Don't worry. Stay. You. We are still needed on this team. You're still a player on this team. Stay calma. But when you do get on the pitch, show them what you're worth. That's all I'm going to say. Get better. None of that shit. Don't ruin a good thing. Because if, listen, if this team does win something, all right, God willing, they do. You're on this roster. You will never be forgotten. So mm-hmm. just, just go along for the ride. Absolutely. But speaking of rides, we are on a good ride, uh, Rafa, this season. And, you know, with, with Victor getting hurt, it kind of opened up some space for Raspadori to kind of come in and find his form. And he did. And he's been doing excellent with Simeone coming off the bench to kind of seal the deal for us as this, uh, a, a super sub. And now and now Victor coming back and we're all thinking, where is he going to be? It just seems like that we have three's company right now. And and. And maybe this is a good thing. And I think after yesterday's game, seeing what you know Victor could do, and you had Raspa, and even though Raspa didn't get uh, a lot of stats in the first, he still did a lot for the team. Again, he he's creative. He sets up that play. Uh, like I said before, he reminds me of Mertens, Raspa, a whole lot, and he can bring that to the team. But when the team needs speed, a little edge, a little attitude, Victor comes in the 45th minute. He gives him just that. He gives him just that, and he bangs in a goal. He bangs in the winning goal, I believe. And we didn't even use Simeone for a minute, and we still turned out a result. And that's the crazy part, that Simeone was still fresh on the bench, ready to go, and could have probably gotten us a goal too. So here we go, another good problem. Uh, Rafa, do you see any issues here? Do you predict any issues with any of this, uh, as far as these straight, as far as these three strikers are concerned? Um. Well, it's a little concerning that Simeone didn't see one minute in the last two games. Like that concerns me just a bit because he's gotten some pretty good, pretty big goals for us already. Mm-hmm. As far as Issues, I mean, if it continues to where Simeone is not coming in, then, yeah, it's a big issue. But I just – I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think for some – here's the thing, right? Raspadori starts, and if he comes out for Victor, you're not going to see Simeone. So Mm -hmm. we have to figure out a way to integrate Simeone into there too. I like how we we came up with the moniker for this uh, segment, Three's Company, because Mm -hmm. Three's Company is literally a TV show where two women were looking Mm -hmm. for a uh, a third, a roommate, roommate. and and they settled on a man named Jack. So it looks like (laughs) Napoli has settled on Jack Raspadori to be the starter in this trio. And, you know, it's pick your poison. Victor, come in. Or, you know, Giovanni comes in. The thing is, is that 
wouldn't it be nice if there was a way to figure out how to have Victor and one of the other two on um, at the same time without changing formations because changing formations is not an option. You don't just because you've got three world-class strikers on, well, you know, almost world-class strikers. You don't just change the the formation because, you know, it's cool to have two two goal scorers in. You have to figure out a way to get everybody integrated. Now, you know, does that mean you um, you know, move Raspadori to the left, take Kvada out when he's tired? Have Victor in or Giovanni in there in in the in the front? Yeah, I could do that. But at the same time, if Kvadatskeli is on and we need him, he's got to stay there. So if you were to take out Raspadori and want to put Simeone in but keep Victor in, why, in my opinion, can't we move Victor to behind Giovanni Simeone, right in the sort of number ten role, but but revise the number ten role? to go a little more forward, but behind Simeone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not for nothing, but Victor out on the wings, like he usually drifts away to, right? Now, this is assuming we change to a 4-2-3-1 if we need a goal. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is all situational, by the way, Ralph. You're not going to just start the game with a 4-2-3-1 with Victor behind Simeone. That's not what I'm no. trying to say. What I'm trying no. to say is, is, is situationally, right? Like yesterday, Victor was already in. Raspadori was already out. Kvada's not coming out. We needed a goal. We got a goal. You know what I'm saying? But if it's a late game and you know what? We're down or it's tied and we really need these three points. Maybe you put Victor behind Giovanni Simeone. Right? And you have that duo. Because again, like I said, Victor is a striker. He's a versatile striker. Simeone is a poacher. And and a good one at that. Now, I'm not saying he can't, like, play a forward role, too. You know, like, hold the ball up, pass it, distribute it, move. I'm not saying he's he can't do that. Did it with Lozano. He's done it. He's done it. But but his main focus is a striker, right? Mm-hmm. The the Ra- Raspadori being a seconda punta is more of a of a natural role for him. But if there's a situation, like I mentioned, if you need to take Raspadori out and have two strikers available, why can't we put Victor behind Simeone? So that this way, Victor draws defenders to the wings like he normally does. You know how every last year we all got, you know, even sometimes this year, the ball comes up, he Victor's got it, he's coming out to the wing. There's nobody in the middle. Victor's two, uh, one, one on two. He's trying to get past people, blah, blah, blah. He tries to send the ball in. No one's there. But now Simeone is going to be there. You know what I mean? Like wide open. So Victor draws two defenders into the side, finds an open Kvaratskhelia or finds an open, you know, uh, uh, Lozano or Politano and gets the ball to Simeone. I think that that's a really good idea. I don't know how everyone else feels. Maybe someone can debunk me. Maybe someone can have another idea uh, without going to two strikers. But in my opinion, this threes company, the fact that there is a problem and the problem is that we don't know who to put in where just goes to show you that we've got three really good players at the same position 
and no matter who you put in there, you're you're you can be confident enough in their abilities to get us a goal when we need it. Raspadori, mm-hmm. Simeone, and Osimhen. Right. Again, like I said, like I said, it's concerning me just a bit that you know I understand Victor's coming back from injury. I get it. He needs to get more matches. He hasn't started yet. He's coming, you know, in the second half again against Ajax, uh, and then now in the halftime against uh, uh, Bologna. But I would have put found a way to get Simeone into one of those two games. That's my only issue right now. Rafa, I think maybe the lack of of playing time for Simeone was because Spalletti was trying to get Osinem back in the game, right? And and for to do that, like R- listen, Raspadori has been hot, he's been in form, he he's he's setting up again, he he's bringing his creativity, he's bringing his goal scoring. You're not going to just take that off the field immediately. Granted, Simeone also off the bench has been great, has been closing these games, his personality, his energy it's contagious and it does great things. But here's the deal. We all said that everybody's playing for the team. Okay. So it's, I wouldn't be surprised if Simeone is, is kind of making his own sacrifice here with minutes to allow Osinem to get back in form, because let's face it, Osinem, he's the senior player on this team when it comes down uh, to Raspa and Simeone. So he should get a little preference, which is something that I said when he got injured, when everybody was saying that, oh, <clears throat> you know, how is he going to get back into this team? He has to earn his spot. No, he doesn't. He do- he earned his spot when he signed the contract and started for this team or when he came back from that injury uh, a season ago and-, and scored 10 games in a row that he earned it already. He just needs to, I guess, make his own sacrifice and find how he will integrate himself into the team if he's willing to accept this new philosophy uh, of team ball. And I think it's happening. I mean, he's proved it already. He handed the ball to Kavis, to Kavad and said, you're going to take this, number one. he He's given dap to people who scored goals. He He's he, he's trying to lay off the ball, uh, lay the ball off for assists. And he's coming to the game and he and he's scoring. And he's energetic and he's passionate. All good problems. I think, and, and I was reading an article that uh, Nicky Bandini had, had written recently about this and about the depth and, and how is, you know, Spalletti going to choose. And, and Spalletti had said they have, there's three different characters. And it's funny that Spalletti said this because I kind of mentioned it in the Discord. I was like, there is no choice. I mean, there is no favorites. There is no earning. What's going to happen is Spalletti is going to feel is going to say, "Who is the best for this game? Do we need speed? Do we need creativity? Do we need strength? All right, and he's going to be able to choose these players and put them in as he needs it. And you know what? They have to accept that. Just like Simeone probably accepted that he didn't have a few minutes. He let Ozinam in. Ozinam scored his goals. Boom! The sacrifice worked. Osinham is going to find himself in a position where he's going to have to do the same thing one day when, excuse me, when when he's going to have to let Raspadori play this game or let Raspadori start, or he's not going to come off the bench. He's going to have a day off and he's going to let Simeone come and close the game. And it might be in a Champions League game. Who knows? So I, I think it's it's going to be up to themselves and up to the coach to say, hey, who's the best for the job today? Who do we need to? Who's going to do for us today? That person's going to play or that person's going to come in off the bench. And so be it. As long as the team gets the win, 
the team gets the win because at the end of the day, it's about the team collectively winning. Because when we win to the Scudetto or if we win any other trophies, the team's going to win, not the individual player at the end, of, especially, especially this season. So I'm excited. I'll be honest. I'm excited. I'm, I'm I am so this is one problem. I'm so happy. I have been calling since the beginning of the show that Napoli had so many problems after Higuain. We just had so many problems regarding strikers. You know, Malik came in, he gets injured back to back. We lose that. Granted, Mertens's false nine era was outstanding, but it just wasn't enough. We never had he never had a proper backup when Victor was here. Petania, yes, had some game winners, late match winners, and 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 he was a good dude. But let's keep it real; he just couldn't cut the mustard. It's it's not everything that we needed. Now we have what we needed, and we have an abundance of it. And not only that, but our wingers are producing this time. There's something that we didn't see last season. So overall, all our prayers have been answered. So what else do we want? We have the depth for in striker. We got the wingers that we wanted. We cut the dead weight. We got the left back, the other left back that we needed. Our center backs are covered, even despite losing one of the, the, the franchise player or, or something like that. So, guys, we're good. And let them figure out how to run this. Let them figure out who's best for the job that day, who has the most energy. Maybe, uh, you know, Ozidem, he's feeling a little strain in his muscle that day. Why risk him? We got two other guys that can play. We can rest him, and he can come in a week later and then and bang in another goal or two. Who knows? Completely healthy. i rather the problem of deciding who's going to start than forcing somebody to start because one of them is injured. So whatever the case may be, we're in good, good position as far as strikers you know, go. And, as far and as the uh, whole attack. Right. Fran, Fran and I posted this up a few minutes ago, but Fran says, Osimhen's the starter. Uh, he's still coming back from injury, so that's why he hasn't started past the second half. And uh, he will start versus if he, he will start versus Roma. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. That's what Franz' take is. Um, and you know you can't really argue with that one either. You know, it, th the best scenario is Osimhen's a starter. If we need a sub, we put in. Uh, you know, we put in Simeone. If we need someone on the left, we put in Raspadori for Karadzkelia. If he needs mm. to come in. If maybe something happens, we move him over to central. You know what I mean? If if one of those two can't play, whatever. Either way, like you said, it's a great problem to have. You know, it just is. Another funny thing I want to bring up is this is something that I had mentioned myself a couple times. I don't want to break the poetry, Luigi Della Vecchia says, but I think that Simeone and Raspadori are the preparation for the Victor departure. Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. I said that, and I still kind of feel that way even though today he came out and said that you know an agent of his came out and said no he's happy he wants to stay he's involved with the project he likes his teammates he wants to stay um and then and then the last thing i want to say before we uh round up is um, um i find it on. if you'd like to yeah let's go put some let's put some closing music on because uh this yeah. is gonna wrap it up but okay. i'd like to um I'd like to announce the official retirement. Higuain, you brought him up. You said since since Higuain, we've been struggling. It's funny that you mentioned Higuain because just moments ago, his Inter Miami FC were wiped out of the MLS playoffs by none other than the reigning champions, 
New York City FC, 3-0, not even in the MLS. Could Higuain get the job done? <laughs> to me, Higuain had nothing to do with the Juventus' success. That was a, a machine that was going to roll on and on with him or without him. Overrated. Let's put this up. Overrated. Overrated. Iguain couldn't even cut the mustard in the MLS. NYCFC wipes him out. Boom. Tip my cap to uh, Gonzalo Iguain for being a miserable human being and, and not, not for being a great striker. For being a miserable human being. And Setanduno could ride off into the sunset. And uh, he can go screw himself for all I care. So there you go. Let's get a big Fort Sinopoli in the chat, guys. It was a great turnout tonight. We want to thank all our live viewers as well as our audio listeners. Um, uh, be sure to give us a like, subscribe, and a share, guys. We're getting bigger, man. Yo, so many big things on the horizon. You don't even know. Uh, but me and you know, Rafa Chris, are working it. Yes, we are. Chris Estrada with the extremely late questions all the time. Chris, man, you got to ask these questions earlier. Uh, I will give it to you, though. Do you think we should at least get a backup right back? Don't want D'Lo to get a big injury when it could have been avoided. I mean, we have Zanoli. I don't know if we make any moves in the offseason. I think the they uh, extended his contract, Zanoli, or they are in the – so that, They that's did. Actually, you're right. They did. They did. So, for me, that's a no on that front. Um, or do you think we'll make any signings in January? He says, I doubt. I mean, listen, you don't mess with the team chemistry. Right now, everybody's playing super together. And this is a tight-knit group. Like, even that even that issue that we had with Lozano being upset at the Milan game, right? The guy gets the match winner late for Mexico in those friendlies and comes back to Napoli and is absolutely killing it right now. So, no, I don't think you make any changes if things are going the right way. Like, we're already deep enough. You know, it, it, usually making changes in January is conducive to us having an issue or a hole somewhere. And listen, we might say the right back might be a, a position where we need to fill. But you know what? I'm I'm not too, too worried about it. I'm not. There you have it. There you have it, Chrissy. And your own personal answer here. Look at that. But thank you for the questions. We always we always enjoy them. Uh, and thank you to everybody who's commenting on our videos, man. It's great. Uh, give us more of that so, you know, we can respond to those things. Come in our Discord. I, I already put this one up. Uh, but oh, you can okay. put it again. That's all right. Um, I would like to yeah, show Chris to show some love. Why not? Uh, but, um, but, yeah, uh, coming to the Discord has been a lot of fun. The watch parties have been great. Um all the partition, but all the participation, and for all the people who stuck around to the last minute live, guess what? Next week, Patrick Hendrick will be calling the Napoli Roma game, and guess what? He has agreed because it's been really hard this for is, us. He this, has a, this is a, this is unprecedented, guys. Unprecedented. Yeah. He has agreed to choose our beast of the match for next for the Napoli Roma game. I asked him win, lose, or draw. If he would do the honor. Of choosing our coveted beast of the match for the Napoli Roma game, so we're gonna do that. It's cool. I'm gonna make a little custom card for it. It's gonna be the Patrick Hendrick edition. Awesome! I can't wait to do it. I, I can't, can't wait, wait to hear either, from him. I, I cannot wait. Either. I don't think he'll call like, it on TV or anything like that. He'll probably 
you know, tell us in, in, in private. So How can... nuts would that be and if it, he was like, I cannot wait. Well, Raph and Raph's beast of the match for me is. <laughs> yeah, right? He's going to spoil Raph, it. He's going to spoil Don't spoil it, Pat. All right. I don't care. Spoil it all you want. Nah, spoil it. name on awesome. World Feed. Yes, do it. No, Thank you. Pat. Um, here's the deal. We have that panel, like we talked mentioned, right? We have the panel, and if we need help, we get help. Today we got some help, but never ever have we given the um, responsibility to one other person in our tenure here, right? It's always been between me and Biz, and then at the end of the day, the final, the final choice. Is ours, Ralph, right? Panel or not, choice yeah. is ours. Yeah. Patrick Kendrick gets to pick the beast of the match. I really actually like this celebrity beast pick. I think that's, yeah. that's a pretty fun. That's a pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, man. Pick. It yeah. popped. I was like, uh, oh, man. Pack and choose it. That oh, was a brilliant move for you, buddy. Thank brilliant you. move. I guess hard. Thank you. Thank you. I try my best. But uh, great show again. Thank you to everybody in the chat or live listeners. Rafa, great show again. Uh, but until next week, Forza, the game next week against Roma, guys. I can't wait to be back here next Monday. 245 oh Sunday, Eastern Time, 245. Yes. But until then, Forza Napoli, sempre, guys. Take sempre. care. Ciao. Ciao, ciao.